0: what's up y'all welcome to the consumer ammunition tactics podcast or cat where we provide you with consumer education to help you leverage your power as a consumer within this united states corporation my name is michael benjamin i'm the ceo of consumer ammunition tactics or cat where we repair your credit and help you get funding welcome to the episode what's up y'all my name is michael benjamin i'm the ceo of consumer ammunition tactics or cat where we repair your credit and help you get funding and sometimes you get some consumer education so you know stay tuned so today's episode um i just wanted to talk about real quick the fact that your credit score doesn't matter right uh you're gonna have to let me elaborate on that though your credit score does not matter. Let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. Before I get into elaborating, before we get into the episode, before we get into the meat of the episode, right? I know some people are going to pause me, so pause. I'm going to pause myself on that one. Nah, but um, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to update. I am currently in Atlanta. I never been to Atlanta, but I'm in Atlanta because um I'm about to be in uh, Miami this weekend for um a conference so you know I might record an episode in Miami as well who knows but um I just wanted to say that update because you know what I'm saying I th- I think it's I think it's cool to update y'all where I'm at in terms of you know where I'm going in life and stuff or whatever but um if you don't know me personally like it, like I said I do not live in Atlanta and yeah I'll just leave it at that righty, so your credit score does not matter. I don't know if y'all can hear the sirens in the back, but it's it's a lot that's been going on in Atlanta ever since I came here. But anyways, so your credit score does not matter. Why do I say that your credit score does not matter? Because you could literally go and get a trade line, right? Bring your credit score up to like 800, 750, or whatever, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that your credit is good or it's going to be you know, accepted for anything, that lets you know that there's more than just your score, right? There's multiple factors when it comes to actually um, getting accepted for stuff. Like if you're applying for a credit card or something, if it's an automated system, they're going to be looking at specific data points. So this is what I always tell people, and people have a common misconception where they just look at the score, right? That could be very misleading. And on top of that, you got to understand that when we're looking at the score, your FICO score is what you actually want to be um, looking at because that's what they're going to judge you on. So that's why um, sites like Credit Karma gets a bad rep because of the fact that they give you your Vantage score, which is different from your FICO score, but that's not what the episode is about. Anyways, your score is not important. Your score is not important in the grand scheme of things because if your data points are not correct, then you will not necessarily get accepted for what you think you're going to get accepted for, right? Which means that you won't get that rate um, that you might be looking for in terms of being able to get a loan, um, you know, getting accepted for a house and stuff like that. Some people, they get confused, like, how come I got uh, rejected or whatever? It's because your whole report wasn't strong, right? Your score might be strong, but that's just like saying, that's like saying, oh, I'm skinny, so I know I'm healthy. Your insides might be messed up, your diet might be, you know, messed up, stuff might be messed up. You gotta look at you gotta look at it holistically, right? There's multiple factors when it comes to um what we're actually trying to figure out. But um yeah. So, anyways, in terms of what the data points are gonna be, obviously that would be the next question, right? So one of the data points are payment history. So are you making your payments on time, right? Um, have you had a missed payment? Just FYI, if you do have uh, missed payments, one thing that you could do, let's say you have like one or two missed payments. One thing you can do is call the company, try to, you know, negotiate with them, be like, can y'all remove, um, the late payment? You know, we could use COVID as hard times if it happened during COVID, just kind of call and be respectful. Just understand that it's about, you know, communication. Right. And I've seen in certain cases where people have been able to take off that late payment. Um, a next step, if that wouldn't work, is, you know, writing a letter to the CEO of the company and kind of pleading about the same thing. Like, you know, um, it's hard times. It's covid. If it doesn't have anything to do with covid, just kind of just kind of, you know, plead your case. You know what I'm saying? So that might work. It might not work. But it's definitely worth a try, in my opinion. So. I would say definitely do that in terms of your payment history, if it's not 100%. But you want your payment history to be 100%, right? Like I said in um, the example earlier, if your score is strong, it'd be a 750. Let's say you use a trade line, right, to bring it up to 750. But your payment history is like 45%. You're not going to get approved for things like that because your whole report ain't strong, right? You have to hit these like main five data points. So number one is payment history. Number two is going to be your debt utilization or your debt usage, your utilization rate, right? So your utilization rate is basically how much you're using um, with your um, credit cards and stuff like that, right? So let's say you have $10,000 in credit and it's split between two cards, $5,000 and $5,000. If you have zero usage on one card, then you have $5,000 usage on the other card. You have um, a usage of 0% on one card, but you have 100% on a different card. So when you look at your debt usage or debt utilization rate, it's going to report as um, 50% because you're using 5,000 out of the whole 10,000. So I know some people, they have that common misconception as well in terms of are they being judged on specific cards or overall? Technically, it's both, right? So like I said, if you're doing 0% on one card, try to be 0% on the other card. But you know, 1% is fine and stuff. But I know typically they say you want to be at less than 30% or about 30%. Over here with the Consumer Ammunition Tactics, with CAT, we preach you want to be less than 10%, right? I want to see a single digit whenever we're looking at credit utilization. Do your best to do it. If you don't have access to a lot of lines of credit, you know, I, I, I get it like if you only have one credit card and it's only $300, it's going to be hard to keep it to 1% unless you literally just don't use it, right? So yeah, just just keep that in mind. So, um, so that is number two, right? I don't have notes or anything. I'm doing this off the top. I just wanted to drop this quick short form episode just so y'all can have the mindset and understand that it's more to Just your score. Because I know I've been coming across a lot of people saying, oh, my credit is good. My credit is good. As soon as I look at the report, it's a thin file. So now when I'm talking about a thin file, we go now to um, number three is going to be the types of accounts you have. You want to have 10 positive reporting accounts on your credit profile, at least 10 positive uh, reporting accounts. So when we talk about student loans, a lot of times you have like multiple ones. Like for me, for example, I think I had like 13 different student loans. You know, I made all my payments on time. Um, If you do not know, I paid off my student loans back when I was a youngin, back when I was a 23-year-old kid within one year of uh, graduation. So it's paid off and everything, but, you know, I never missed any payments. So because of that, those 13 accounts are reporting positively on my um, report, even though they're closed accounts, right? Your number of accounts can be closed. They could be open. It could be either or. But um, you don't want to re- you don't necessarily this is this is a reason why you don't necessarily want to remove student loans from your credit report unless, you know, it is in that situation where you should remove it. So it's a case by case thing. So, like I said, um, your report can be a thin file if you don't have at least 10 positive reporting accounts. So if you never took out student loans, let's say you just have um, a credit card or something like that, um, maybe you have one auto loan, you only have a couple positive reporting accounts so you want to have 10 positive um reporting accounts so one one uh trick that y'all can use is opening up uh three secured loans so let's say you open up a secured loan right you could literally put it down whatever you want to put down but one thing you want to be aware of with um secured loans like in terms of what you want to put down you don't, like, let's say there's no minimum. You don't want to just be like, I'm going to put down $50 or something like that. Because you got to understand you're establishing a relationship with the bank. So it's like, if you put down $50, they're going to be like, okay, this person's a $50 person. Versus someone that will look more serious, like if you put down $1,000. You know what I'm saying? Y- y- y'all get with that? Y'all get what I'm getting at with that? I mean, y'all can't reply, but you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just kind of be cautious of that. So if you if you understand you want to build a relationship with that bank, then I would recommend not putting down something super low, maybe like a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, something like that, right? Because uh we're gonna do it three times. And you wanna to go to uh I would say go to local credit unions in your area because um that would be that would probably be that would probably be most ideal. So the reason why we're doing three is because it'll report three times positively versus if we just took out one secure loan. So what you would do is put down one secure loan, let's say $500. As soon as the funds are dispersed, take that money to go put open um, a, new, a second one. Once those are dispersed, open up a third one. Once the first one starts having the minimum payments, just start paying the minimum on that. Um, do it for about six to nine months or something like that, and then you'll you'll constantly be increasing in terms of your score on your credit report and not only are you increasing on your score in terms of your credit report but your credit profile is becoming stronger right i want y'all to be in a mindset to understand that i'm not just looking at my credit score i'm looking at my credit profile right we got to look at it as a whole we don't want to look at it as just um just something that's monolithic or just like one thing you know what i'm saying so just understand that um This is a sidebar, but I want y'all to continue to study the FCRA, uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is uh, 15 U.S.C. 1681. Be familiar with those uh, laws because, like I said, you know, at CAT, we help you repair your credit through this information and help you get funding. But at the same time, I want y'all to educate yourselves on your... Um, rights as a federally protected consumer under Title 15, Chapter 41, right? Within this uh, United States corporation and in person into 28 U.S.C. 3002. I want y'all to be familiar with these codes. If you're not familiar with these codes, because I will be constantly um, using them because I want it to really um, ingrain in you all subconscious mind because it's important for y'all to know and be familiar with it and understand your power, right? So, okay. So we went over payment history. We went over um, debt utilization, your utilization rate. We want to have less than 10%. We want to have 100% payment history. We went over um, you know, types of accounts and number of accounts, right? So having, um, what's it called? You want to have revolving lines of credit, which is like credit cards. You want to have installment, which is like um, you know, auto loan. So um, the next factor would be your age of accounts, right? So when you first open your credit card, Let's say you open it in uh we're in twenty twenty one right Let's say you open it in twenty fifteen so based off of that card, you would have six years of history. But if you open a card today, it would be based off of the average of um it would be based off of the average of the six years and then you know today's date, which would be less than a month. So that's why with the whole age of accounting, a lot of people tend to use trade lines, and what a trade line is it's kind of like um if you know what an authorized user is where, like, let's say your your parent has um, a credit card with a lot of history and they decide to add you as an authorized user. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be using it, but they add your name on it. So basically you're piggybacking off of their history, right? So th- that's basically what, I guess in layman's terms, that's basically how a trade line works. The way a trade line works is pretty much, let's say, um, somebody has a card with uh, 20 years of history. They would add your name to it. They would add your name and your information, and then basically their information would piggyback onto your profile. So you would get the twenty years of um, the twenty years of credit onto your credit report, but it only it only reports uh, temporarily, right? A lot of people do it on like a two month cycle, so it might hit your report twice, and it's just enough time for you to. Um, Go and apply for whatever you need to apply for, whether it be a loan, whether it be credit cards and stuff like that. So I just say that to say if y'all age of accounts is super low, like let's say it's like one years, two years or something like that, make sure you get a trade line. And in terms of having a strong credit report, you want to have an age uh, that's at least four plus years. That's what we like to see. So um, the last thing I'll touch on in terms of, you know, what you should be aware of is the number of inquiries you have. So people uh, sometimes confuse inquiries. So there's hard inquiries and then there's soft inquiries. So the soft inquiries, they report on your credit report, but they don't they're not counting against you in terms of, you know, like your scoring system, if that makes sense. So a hard inquiry or a hard pull is basically like if you were to apply for a credit card, credit card. I'm not even using um, the law right now. If if you're familiar with the law, you know, um, under Truth and Lending 15 USC 1602 L, it defines um, a credit card as any card, you know, meaning that it could be um social security card and stuff like that. When I say credit card, I'm talking about like discover all that, right? I'm just talking about like regularly how we usually talk about credit cards, not like the law. So with the credit card, when you apply for it, you get a hard inquiry or a hard pull. So um, let's say you apply for a credit card today, you might get a hard pull. But the thing with the inquiries is and this is this is for those of y'all that might want to be repairing your credit by yourself the thing with the hard inquiries it's easy to remove a hard inquiry especially if it's not tied to an open account that you have like let's say i have a hard inquiry for discover but i don't have any open accounts with um discover that's going to be easy to get off of my um report for the most part and one thing i've seen in this whole credit game is that sometimes some people will take hard inquiries off of accounts that are currently open that is something that you can do. Technically, you can get anything removed off of your report pursuant to uh, 15 USC 1681 uh, B. I think it's A number two, if I'm not mistaken. It talks about written permission. And um, basically, you know, if you use that law, that's an FCRA, you can technically get anything removed off of your report. But uh, when we talk about removing hard inquiries, be careful if you're removing a hard inquiry that is associated with an open account because. In some cases, they could close the account, right, because it has to report each month and things of that nature. So, yeah, man, just just as a recap, I wanted this to be a short-form episode. It went a little bit longer than I expected. But I want you all to understand that your credit score doesn't necessarily matter if all your data points are not there. Your data points being, I hope you all took notes, your data points, I'll just run through the five again. Um, Don't fault me if I forget off the top of my head. (laughs) But number one is payment history. Number two is uh, your debt utilization rate. Number three is um, your types of accounts, right? Your number of accounts, types of accounts. Um, oh, let me start over. So payment history, you want to have 100%, right? Um, debt utilization, average is, less than, average is about 30%. We want less than 10%. Types of accounts and number of accounts, we want 10 reporting positive accounts. Um, and after that is your, what is it? what is it? It's your age of accounts. We want at least four plus years of reporting history. And then your inquiries, we want to keep at least two to three inquiries, two to three max inquiries, right? So yeah, keep that in mind. Hopefully this episode brought y'all value. Um, I'm looking forward to just continuing to bring y'all any value I can bring y'all in terms of credit, in terms of consumer education, these consumer laws and stuff like that. So yeah, man, with that being said, y'all leave me a review. I was about to say like, Leave a review, five stars, post it on your story. Um, Follow uh, CA Tactics LLC on Instagram. Follow my personal page, Michael, Benjamin, if you want. And uh, y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at cause you ain't get with cat. So get with cat and we gonna make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.